back to the podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. Now, I know what you're thinking. You were told we were going to do Time Cop by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Sorry. Not by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's like a bedtime story. Time Cop. Time Cop. <laughs> well, Jean-Claude I, Van Damme. We had a discussion. We decided there wasn't a lot of kung fu, martial arts uh, of the sort. My biggest concern, because I suggested we change it, is that <clears throat> usually there's a big fight at the end. But he just fights Ron Silver, but he doesn't really fight him at all. In time. I need to. We're gonna do it eventually because we've talked about Time yeah. Cop for a while. I want to do Time Cop. I just yeah, I, I do. even watching the, yeah. we watched the trailer for it, um, and I was like, man, there, there's like not a moment in the trailer where he's actually fighting people. He, they probably throw the splits in there, right? Yeah, yeah. the split shots in there. But like other than that, it's like just a thriller. Yeah. So this is technically my pick, and so me and Matt. Watched a bunch of trailers, a bunch of recommendations from Honto. JCVD movies. JCVD I'm movies. I'm an aficionado when it comes to JCVD movies. He is. And so after discussing and watching all the trailers, which you already know what it is at this point, and we are doing Hard Target. came out in 1993, directed by John Woo. It is the first Hollywood film to be directed by an Asian director. No, what? Why? Well, yeah. Who gave you that fact? No, I think it's his Hollywood debut. No, no, it is the first Hollywood. Is that an Asian? Is that an IMDb fact? I don't know. I read it. Somewhere. I feel like that. That can't. Is that right? That can't be real. I don't know. That's what I read. Who so, did like the Last Emperor? I don't know. Go ahead and find out while I talk. This is when Hanta goes into the rabbit hole while I talk. So John Woo, <laughs> this is his first American film. He's directed what? We got Hard Boiled. Yeah. We got Face Off. Uh huh. The Wind which, Talkers. We got Broken Arrow? Uh, yep. yep. Broken, Broken Arrow is the one after <clears throat> this, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you got Paycheck. Mi- Mission Impossible Paycheck. 2. Paycheck. Um, Mission Impossible 2 I watched recently. I watched rewatched all that franchise. What do you think of Mission Impossible 2 again? It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I, I love that I, franchise. I, I don't want to say it's the, that, one of the that worst movie is, movies I've ever seen. That movie is almost unwatchable. I, dude, I don't know. That shootout's pretty badass. Which one? When he's in the chemical lab and he's in, he's like shooting. It's so weird, it's, dude. It's pretty if cool. If you watch all those movies together and then you just compare just Mission Impossible two alone, it doesn't rest, fit. It's weird. It's a weird movie. You know what movie really sucks? Uh, Mission Impossible one. No, no, I just rewatched that movie. kind of awesome. It's not. It makes. No I just sense. rewatched all of them. I like dude, that movie. There's a lot. that part in Mission Impossible one where he's sitting there and like it like the literally the plot doesn't make any sense. The worst one's five. Oh, I think it's because you didn't have your ears on. No, five. when he's sitting there, he's, he he finally catches up with. There is some uh, confusing parts. There uh, is. Yeah, what, it's what's a his name? It's a uh, with um, what you call it? Um, not Phelps, right? Yeah, he catches up with John Phillips, and he's like John Phillips, Jim Phillips, Jim actually. Jim Phillips, and like no, it's not even Phillips. <laughs> You're getting it all wrong. It's <laughs> so it's Phelps. It's Phelps. Like Michael Phelps, but that's Jim. fine. It's no, it's Phelps. Well, that's song? why you didn't understand the movie because you can't get uh, the names right. Get it? So this movie, Hard Target, was produced. One of the producers is James Jacks, who also went on to do the Mummy movies. Okay. See which I'm putting oh. together. Yeah, Arnold Vosloo connection. Yes. Yeah, we've got our email tap. Um, written by Chuck Ferrer. Oh, um, good one. Dude. Like Miguel Ferrer. <laughs> Ferrer? I don't know. It's a tough one. Um, he wrote Dark Man. <laughs> okay. And he was uh, also the dad in this movie that dies at the beginning. Oh. And um, since we're talking about producing... Did Vosloo, like, really reap the benefits from Hard Target? Who? Arnold Vosloo? I don't know who that is. He's the Emotep from Emotep. Tommy. Yeah, what about him? He seemed like he was... Because uh, he took over Darkman from Liam Neeson. Oh, did he? Darkman 2 oh, and Darkman 3, the return of Laurent. Mm. Connection, Sam Raimi. There you go. Sam Raimi produced this movie. Yes. There you go. And Rob And I guess they... I was reading that since John Woo's English wasn't very good, that they had Sam Raimi see this entire film to make sure they stayed on track and he could okay. translate and stuff like that. Nice. So, he, yeah. Sam Raimi trans, translated... Not translated, for, but he was supposed to keep the movie on track. It was like his project. Oh, okay. So, so was he like executive producer? Or? Yeah, him and Rob Taber. Okay. So And Ted Raimi's in it. Yep. I saw very that. Quick one. But let's go into the cast real quick. Uh, we got JCVD. We just listed off all his movies a few minutes ago. Rewind the podcast if you want. <laughs> uh, main bad guy, Lance Henriksen, who does... He is awesome. I actually read there's a longer cut of this movie, and it focuses more on Lance Henriksen, where it kind of makes him the uh, the main character. Really? And I guess really? Jean-Claude wasn't very happy about that. He was like, this is my movie that came to see oh, yeah. me. Jean-Claude was a real a-hole back in the 90s. Well, I was reading that John Woo said... That there was a lot of things when John and Claude would come up to him like, hey, you need to zoom in on my muscles on this scene when I flex. And then, <laughs> there are a bunch of scenes like that. Well, right? John, I guess there's a bunch, and John would be like, okay. 
And then they'd film it, and he wouldn't use any of the footage. He would just do it just <laughs> to... that's stupid. Why would you show an arm flexing in the middle of a they fight? They do it in literally every Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, I, I believe. Oh, they yeah. definitely do it in uh, Street Fighter. He punches Raul Julia, who was dying yeah, at the and time. He, like, and, yeah, and he but flexes, like, and there's American... Yeah, but oh, I think that, he's that, got, like, yeah. the American flag on yeah. it, so it kind of like, oh, okay, I get what they're saying with it. But he's it'd be stupid if you just showed, like, an arm flexing, like... It's just no like reason. it's like a conversation when they're like trying to find the dad in this movie, but it's, it's just like Aah. cuts that close up and it's just it's just John Claude Van Damme's muscles just. <laughs> what is it called? What is it called butterflies or no hummingbirds? He's like, doing hummingbirds. <laughs> so he's just called... standing there and he's just like, <laughs> what's a hummingbird? I don't know what this is. It's like uh, it was on. Su- didn't they do it on Sunny too? Where it's like you stand on your ankles and your tiptoes and you're just kinda oh, like, oh, you kind of working your calf muscles. Yeah, it's okay. Like butterflies. <laughs> I had like no idea. I, don't okay. know. I might be making this up. <laughs> Uh, one of our the main bad guys henchmen is played by Arnold Valslu, yeah. who is the main villain in the Mummy. Um, we also got Nancy Butler, Witchblade herself. Yeah, I don't remember Witchblade. Witchblade. It was a TNT. I remember drama. the title. This is drama. Yeah, Johnny Drama. Titles welcome. <laughs> um, but she was also in. Uh, we we brought it up last uh, in the last episode. She was in Drop Zone, which I've never seen. I yeah, she legitimately like that movie. We also got Casey Lemons, who plays the police detective. Okay. She looks so familiar. I, I did not. I know her from Silence of the Lambs. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay, she one of the familiar. cadets or something? Or? Yeah. Okay. She's like her roommate. Okay. She's running with her in the beginning or something? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah, that's her. We also got Wilford Brim. Dude. Who yes. plays Uncle Duvet. He's, what, 27 in this movie? He is. Yeah. He, uh, He's still alive, I think. I know. Remember when we, we looked, looked up his age? No, that's Keith David. And, uh, no, no, we looked up. He was at a uh, whorehound. Wilford Brimley was. was. And we looked up his age because we were like, oh, Wilford Brimley's like. He's like still around? We're like, he's still around. We thought we, we was like, he's still alive because like, we thought he was old in the thing. I looked it up. He's like 88 years old. So he old. was like 40 in the thing. He was 50 in Cocoon. Oh, wow. Okay, so he's so, probably late 40s in the thing then. Yeah, so yeah probably. Cocoon's a little bit after that. Yeah. Uh, so that's the thing. In, in you Cocoon, look at that. They're supposed to be like senior citizens, and he's like fifty years old. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's. I mean, that's like over the hill right there. Yeah, right. in the fifties. So how Did, old was he in this then? Cocoon's like eighty. He's probably six, eighty-seven. Late fifties right? in this movie. Yeah, he's probably like mid fifties. He okay. looks the yeah. same regardless of what area you go to. Exactly. He's like Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Morgan Freeman looks like he's been the same age Did, forever. Did you know with Wilford Rimley? Do you know anything about him? No, I know he likes oatmeal. Other than diabetes. Oh, wait, uh, he's not the oatmeal guy. I mean, is that right? No, he's the diabetes guy. Oh, I thought I, for, I thought he was the guy in the front of the... You're talking about the Quaker Oats guy. I thought he was the Quaker Oats <laughs> no. guy. Yeah. Uh, he was a former bodyguard for Howard Hughes. Oh, I did know that. Yeah. yeah. I did back, know that. Way back cool. in the day. I was going to say, because we, we talked about asking him questions about Whorehound about that. Did we? Like, I don't remember it. Was he at Whorehound? Because yes. I do not remember this. Yeah, because we were. that's why we were so surprised. We're like, oh my gosh. I'm just going along with your around. story because I don't remember this at all. But it, it was just... like, it was maybe a year or two ago. Like, what? a year or two ago, yeah. Which one? Uh, Whorehound uh, three three. <laughs> X, X, I, I, I. X, I, I. It's like the Super Bowl. Whorehound X X X. All right, you know I skipped a character I wanted to bring up. Uh, Willie C Carpenter. He plays the uh, the other homeless guy in this. Okay. Um, who looks so damn familiar? Yeah. He's got like a real Joe Morton vibe. Joe Morton. He's from Terminator Two. He's Dyson. Yeah. Dyson. Oh yeah, yeah I can yeah. see that. He looks yeah. like that guy. Brady. Okay, I can check it. Um, I think he he has some of the best scenes in this movie. I think oh, yeah. he's in the best scene. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't agree with you whatsoever, but... That's cool. Uh, and then you got Arnold's buddy. Were you going to name Arnold's buddy? That was the last person. Uh, the yeah. Was it Seven Sven, Thorson? Sven, Sven Ola Thorson. Thorson, right? Sven Ole, Mary-Kate, and Ashley Olsen. Yeah. Olsen. <laughs> um, I was Thorson. It's Thor- Thorson. It's Thorson. Yeah. Okay. He is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double. Oh, and, really? And, yeah. I thought yeah. he was just like a workout buddy. No, I guess he's a stunt Oh, you did I didn't know he was an actual stunt buddy, but I knew that they were like par- like friends like in the the workout. Like, yeah, thing. he is. Well, he's he's Sorting like a stunt whatever. double. He pops up in like. He pops up in everything. Conan the Barbarian. He's in he's Predator. This, he's in pre- he is in Predator. He gets uh, the machete through the summary to stick around. Oh, really? It's uh, Sven. And then he's, uh, I think his man. biggest one is Running Man, where yeah. he's, get, he's got the most screen time. Yeah. Because uh, Dawson, what's his name, Richard Dawson, says, the steroids make you deaf. Yeah. And then he's like, sorry, I can't hear you. It's and then steroids. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, it's steroids. <laughs> um, so this movie has 53 on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Which I think it deserves higher. I think well, it deserves higher, too. Okay, we'll get there. 
Um, the movie was made for nineteen point five million. Okay. How much did it make worldwide? It made one hundred. No. It made ninety-seven million. Okay, Matt. I'm gonna go over a hundred. Yeah, it made seventy-four point two million. Wow. So I think it only made thirty-four in the U.S., which with inflation it was probably like a fifty. They like do sixty million. Did it do well overseas because that's where. Um, yeah, it made forty million overseas. Okay. So. Wow, that's surprising. Not big of a, a jump there, but man, you want to hear some cool trivia for this movie? Yeah. Oh man, I don't have any, but <laughs> no, there's some really cool trivia. <laughs> So, um, one of them was that uh, they were originally going to do this for um, uh, John, not John Carpenter, um, Kurt Russell. Okay. He was, uh, he was originally asked to do this movie. Oh, okay. man. But I guess he couldn't wait to do it at the time, so he had to move on. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, they, they called him, and he's like, I can't wait to do it. No, no, and no. And like, I'm sorry, that's going to be a pass. <laughs> Kurt said he says he can't wait. Man, I can't wait to not do it. Oh, man. <laughs> and then, this is probably, I'll save it, I'll save it. Wait, okay, well, how would this movie play out if it was Kurt Russell? What'd you guys, what would you guys think? Lots of... Definitely no fighting, just guns. Uh, you know what? This movie is awesome with just guns, and yeah. I think this movie would have been even better with just Kurt Russell. I actually Russell. think it would be kind of badass. Because... Um, mm, I don't know. I because think I think it's... what makes this movie isn't Jean-Claude Van Damme. I think what makes this movie is John Woo. Yeah. For sure. Because this is there is a style that is... Because I definitely, ass in this movie I definitely enjoy this movie for like the action. Yeah. And also like like hard tar- or um I'm sorry, Broken Arrow is not really a good movie. I love Broken but Arrow. But the That's okay. a cool movie. But the action in that is pretty awesome. Yeah. And face off as well. I feel like you could have had Danny DeVito in this role <laughs> and like this movie would have still been cool, like because it's the gun battles, man. The gun yeah. battles are dope. Yeah. He just knows how to do action scenes yeah. because hardboiled has one of the best action scenes i've ever seen which one's that it's the hospital it's, yeah. a, it's like a 40 minute gunfight i should chris that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, it, it rules yeah and the killer's the killer's awesome too it's another I, I haven't seen the killer since it was on video too. i did not like it the first time around but the second viewing uh definitely thought it was really good it sucks because like these movies i, I was looking them up like looking up john woo's movies because it's like uh the better tomorrows yeah um, yeah hard boiled and in mm-hmm. um the killer mm-hmm. and those are the four that like they're awesome they're movies like, they're but there's like no renowned as like i mean they're definitely like in the cult area of yeah like, just these are renowned for it you know just being awesome action movies and you can't find them anywhere and uh apparently was it City on Fire, it's not City on Fire, is it maybe one of the better, better tomorrow or whatever, is, um, they use the, the plot for Reservoir Dogs? Uh, City of Fire is, City of Fire. but it's, it's not, it's, it's Richard Lamb or something? Yeah, it's not, it, that's Richard not, um, not John Will. It's not John Will, mm-hmm. but it is, uh, Hong Kong Cinema. Um, no, sorry, I was reading about it, and I guess no. what, what's going on <laughs> is they just took, like, these original, like, movies by John Will, the, the four I just named. And they, they just, like, cleaned them up and everything. They're going to release them here pretty soon. Nice. But I don't know what's going on with them. If they're getting Blu-ray releases. I would or, think so. I know Criterion's got a couple not titles. Getting, and... Definitely not getting LaserDisc releases. No. So probably Blu-ray. Yeah, maybe a pass on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, before we get into this movie, I want to. I have two notes I want to say. One, just so we have this on record, we have gone through complete stress trying to record this episode because the mixer died. And then we had to switch to a Zoom, and we got a lot of static. Then we had to switch to another Zoom. It has been chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we're a little worked up at the beginning. I feel calm now. I feel all right. As we enter Hard Target, I will say, out of all the movies we've done, this is the least amount of notes I've ever written down. Wow. Okay. Really? Yep. Does it beat six notes? Matt, you got six notes, Matt? Is that what you're saying? Uh, No, I actually have five. Okay. I have... Four pages worth of notes. Do you really? I was looking at your notes. That's why I was looking over your shoulder. I was like, how did you get so much notes on this? Because I just write stuff that is going on in the scenes. Guy goes bang, bang, and another guy goes pew, pew. So, hard target. Cool. Movie starts off, a man is being chased by Emotep from The Mummy. We'll refer to him as Emotep throughout the rest of this. There's a swarm of locusts. He's not being chased by Emotep. Yeah, that's what I wrote. No, he's being chased by the guy who bought him at, like, who bought that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Emotep's like... Hey, maybe you should have wrote more notes for this movie. Wrote more notes? Keep going, man. I'm listening. (laughs) But he's being chased by the guy who bought that guy out. He's the client for this business. The client. Sorry. He's being chased by the client. He's a high-paying client. I will explain, if you haven't seen the movie, basically this movie is about some bad guys. Matt, why don't you explain it? Okay. So there's this 
underground organization. And what they do is they go and, and pick up ex-military homeless people and people that are... And then they they work with their clients and their clients pay them... Uh, how much was the per... Like, Wasn't it like, it was like 500000 Or no. They paid, they paid half a million to hunt. Yeah. And the military guys got 10000 if they won. Yeah. If they basically give the, the person a belt, a money belt. Yes. They get away, they get to keep it, and that's it. And um, so they... So this... The client will go out and hunt this ex-military homeless man, and they'll just like facilitate it and follow him, which is really weird like, because like I feel like they get involved a lot. Oh, they get involved they heavily. Yeah, which I feel like defeats the purpose of the game. Yeah, you know, because it should just be like one on one. I thought it was more like it's almost like a, a most dangerous game kind of storyline. Okay. Yeah, and I thought it was going to be like you know, it's you and this guy in the playing fields, New Orleans. You know? Sure. And instead, it's like, yeah, the homeless like, guy is running, and... Why do they need so many people? I don't know. I, I think it's kind of stupid how many people are, like, involved. Yeah. This is my only, like, tiff with this movie. And, like, to the point where later on, when they actually show a full gameplay out, it's, like, the amount of involvement is, like, insane. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, when all, if all hell breaks loose, they have all these people to, like... Shut it down immediately. But they were already there, like with motorcycles and stuff. And yeah. dude, this is the guy, and I'm like, scene. okay, I'd be like, whoa, what did I pay all this money for if you guys are gonna hunt him yeah. down for me? No, thank you. It I'm does, done. yeah, especially this opening scene because this guy's running away in like there's rocket launchers, there's arrows, there's guns. There's like, like a freaking tank on Bourbon Street. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Actually, this movie makes a very good pairing with the pest if you watch them back to back. Yeah, well, I was gonna <laughs> say surviving the game, but I don't know if it is. Not. Really. Yeah. Ice T, Rutger Hauer, uh, Gary Busey. Nope. Are you serious? No, I've never. Whoa. Okay. Uh, this no. would be a good double feature. I don't know. I've never heard of this. I don't. It's all. It's most. Like, it's yeah. It's basically like in in surviving the game. It's a group of rich people. They hire. They basically take homeless people off the streets. Yeah. The homeless person being Ice T. They feed them well in the cabin, like at a remote location in the wilderness. Have you never heard of this man? Uh, no, I have heard okay. of it. You can tell Chris. And then basically, they send him off on the loose. They say, hey, we're going to hunt you. And okay, so like, it's the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the well, same have you guys concept. ever heard of Most Dangerous mm-hmm. Game? The yeah, short, the island. The short story. It's like people that shipwreck on an island, right? Yeah, you, they shipwreck on the island, and then there's Count, I think, uh, Zaroff. Count Zaroff, okay. Yeah, Count Zaroff ha- owns this island, and he hunts people that but get it's crashed only, on the it's island. It's only people that shipwreck, and he just, yeah. like, nobody's going to ever find them. In the Most Dangerous Games. Yeah. Human beings. Human beings. So this man gets hunted, he gets killed. That's the intro to our movie. And it cuts to this woman who I can't think of her name off the top it's of my Yancey head. It's Yancey Butler. We'll call her Witchblade. Witchblade? Okay. Yeah, Witchblade. It sounds okay. So Witchblade is looking for her father. And that's basically the plot of this movie is she's looking for her father, so she's kinda of going around town asking people. And this uh like Van Dam's gonna be the guy that helps her around yeah. and guides her. Um, at one point, she's at a diner, and we get our first fight scene. And it's all because she pulls out a wad of cash to get change for quarters, and then, like six guys follow her to her car. Yeah. Um, the first fight scene's good, dude. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. This isn't. Is this the motorcycle scene? No, no, no. no. Okay, we'll get just, to it because this is just John Claude versus like four four people. Why don't you leave the girl alone? Oh, that was That's your Christoph Waltz. <laughs> yeah, well, that was pretty good. Well, I don't know. It was like there was a hint of German in there. It was really nice. I was, I was just trying to do a Van Damme. Last night it sounded like Peter Lorre. I kept doing oh, it. Yeah. And Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I'm a hard target. <laughs> Zoom in on my muscles. <laughs> <laughs> so Jean-Claude protects the girl and they get away. Um, at this point, she goes to file a missing person report. Um, so one of the most depressing birthday scenes I've ever seen. In yeah, the movie. this is a. I forgot about this scene. So it cuts to a detective, and she has like a solo cake, <laughs> and she has a one candle in it. She's like, "Happy birthday to me!" Yeah. And before she can blow it out, Witchblade comes up, and then she puts it away in her her desk, and like it's just such a weird scene. She I puts it in her her desk while the candle is lit. Which yeah. Is very weird. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that I know, case, I feel like this is like a naked gun moment waiting to happen. Oh yeah, 
Where he's like, she's like talking to her, and her desk is like start like catching on fire, and she's like trying to put it out as she's talking to her uh, the client. Yeah, like, like the client doesn't know, but Ooh. like, yeah. <laughs> dude, I feel like the opening scene was like Naked Gun, like with Norberg, because like the dude was getting, <laughs> the dude was like getting shot at, and he was falling through like the, and he's the like, bridge. Oh, oh god. <laughs> like, there's, um, a, there's a bear trap and like gets caught underneath an ambulance. <laughs> Dude, I forgot. That's like the best part of the damn movie. Oh, <laughs> like, like, doesn't he like put his, like it's like something to do with the cake? Yeah, like his yeah. face goes into a cake. He's like, oh no! <laughs> like, Is that the beginning of the movie? Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're just watching him go through all these things. <laughs> like, you know that that could be making. Well, no, no, it's definitely yeah. not. No. This movie is not paying tribute to Naked Gun. No, I'm saying the opposite. No, Naked, Naked, Naked Gun's like 89. Yeah, it came out. Did you guys want to pause the podcast and watch it up? No, nope, uh, we'll watch so, it later. Okay. So the lady finds Van Damme and she goes, look, I need your help finding my father. And she goes, I'll give you $100. Don't you today. mean your daddy? You, don't you mean your papa? Your papa? You're zooming on my muscles. <laughs> uh, so she's like, I'll give you As a- I eat this soup. <laughs> <laughs> There's no dancing scenes in this movie. <laughs> Uh, so she's like, I'll give you $100 a day if you help me. And he goes, nope, not going to do it. I'm going to go work for this freelance. And I guess he owes so much money. It's for, it, he owns union dues because he punched his supervisor or former boss in, yeah. the, in the mouth. And so he goes Who's, back to the lady. Can I ask ahead, you guys a quick please. question? No, of course. Who Now, knowing that this happened, whose fault do you think it was? Probably the <laughs> union guy. Really? Yeah. I think it was probably Jean-Claude Van Damme. I think they're making fun of him for sound like Pierre Laurie. So like, oh really? Yeah. Really? So he's like, okay, I'll do oh. it, but you have to give me a hundred dollars a day. <laughs> well, he's probably like watching his muscles when he's working. They're like, will you please please pay attention? Yeah. Like, stop looking at your muscles while you work. <laughs> but I'm a hard target. <laughs> You're about to get punched in the face. <laughs> oh, you make me hard target. <laughs> <laughs> I think every John Claude Van Damme movie we do from now on, we got to do the Peter Lorre accent. Dude, we've decided we want to do quite a few as well. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, she hires him because he doesn't have any money, and so she's like, yeah, I'll help you, let's find your father. And so, very, go ahead. I'm going to say, because, like, the guy says you can work on this job, uh, because, it, like, they ship out at the end of the month. Yeah. So you can work when you get the money. Yeah. So is he only doing this because he wants to work for this boat? Yeah, like, totally. He's only doing it so he can pay so off his at dues. at the end of this movie, after he kills several thousand people... He just goes in on the boat and I'm back to work. Yeah, back to work. I'm I'm your regular Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm American Joe. American Joe. <laughs> you know, I just realized it just dawned on me that there's really no uh, romantic connection between him and the the girl in this. Nope. I mean, there are. She definitely is into him. Do they, so? they don't. Oh yeah. Yeah. Every time she sees uh, him in the beginning, she's always like, "Ooh." She, that was oh. a line. Oh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is getting erotic. Uh, cut to the homeless shelter, and they very quickly find her father's like suitcase yeah. and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The guy's been missing for like 20 years. I'm like, here's a suitcase. Yeah. A little quick, whatever. And he has all these flyers that... Sexy flyers. Yeah. And actually, I wrote... I have a mat note. Can I, can I say it out loud? Yes, please. Okay. Go for it. Has flyers. Leads to money. Or mummy. Never lose it. Okay, yeah. So the next scene, they go to the, the company that gives the homeless people jobs. This and this hand flyers, flyers. And Arnold Vosloo's there already. Yeah. And he's like, uh, oh, I don't, I don't know what this he is sound, I don't know what he sounds like. But he's like, <laughs> that's good. You did not tell oh. me. No, I'm doing. I'm a mom. I'm a mom. Uh, you didn't tell me you were inviting friends. That's just, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. At this point. <laughs> it's okay, man. It's okay, man. You look so. <laughs> But it's okay. Arnold I Bosley. like I like your perseverance though. Like, I will get out of this hole. But Arnold Bossy's already there, and he's like, "You didn't tell me you were bringing friends." And then that's why they they get the um, the this, this company underground company. Yeah, that's how they catch wind that there's people investigating the death of this guy. Okay, I got it. Do you ever just, feel too that like he shows up way too much, Arnold? No, yeah, Arnold Bosley. Like he puts his face out too much. Make where are all these homeless people going? That's and he's true. like showing up there. Yeah. And then at one point later on when he kills somebody, he, like, kills him in the street and walks over to the guy's body and just kind of stands around and looks at, like, everybody. Yeah, he makes sure, like, like he makes him. sure, like, everyone can make a mental note of what this guy looks like. Yeah, he grabs somebody's phone and takes a <clears throat> selfie and he, like, gives it back to him like, and just, like, guy, walks off. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Just so you don't uh, forget. At this point, we do find out, we found the, the burned up body from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, her father. 
And I guess basically, okay, I, this is pretty goofy, I feel like. <clears throat> so the body's all burnt up, and they're like, yeah, it wasn't a homicide or anything. He just died in a house fire. And the way Van Damme finds out that he was murdered is because he's missing a dog tag. And the dog tag in the beginning was shot by one of the arrows. It's yeah. actually because he sees the dog tags in the picture, right? No, they're, well, no, he realizes that language. dog tags are two. But one of the John Woo pigeons actually, like, points him in the right direction. Which is so goofy that he was like... Because doesn't he say out loud in his head, he's like, there's two of them. Yeah, there's two out loud tags. in his head. Yeah. <laughs> there's two dog tags. He says that loud in the director's commentary. There's always two. <laughs> um, and then we, we do... I, there's a, a scene coming up here, I guess it was a homage to Reservoir Dogs that John Woo specifically wanted to do. Was when they cut off the uh, the ear Poe's ear. Oh, okay. Poe's the guy who's kind of like he's the middleman. He's like the guy who gets the flyers to the homeless people, and that's how they re- kind of recruit the homeless people. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, yeah, so Van Dam finds out. Okay, they're missing a tag, so he goes to the scene and he finds the other tag in the fire. And this is when we get like another fight scene. It's well, kinda... they, I think because uh, after they show their face at that place, and Arnold Boss is like, "We need to go rough them up." Basically, tell them to leave town. Okay. So that's kind of like the connection. Is that what it is? Okay. They're starting to like get involved with JCVD. Okay. And Van Damme ends up getting arrested here. And I guess while this is going on, help me remember the scene. There's a scene where Lance Henderson is playing the piano. Oh, yeah. He's playing it very well. Yeah. And it looks like he's legit playing it, too. Except for that I was actually looking. I don't think you could see the keys moving inside the piano. Really? I think he's just literally just doing this. It looked really good. But it doesn't look like anything's like going up in the... There's yeah. there's also something that Lance does in this movie that's really cool that I'll save to the end that you're going to be like, no way. So okay. I, it's probably the best thing about this podcast. Oh, I think, oh with the, the jacket? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think it definitely is the jacket, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. So Lance is yeah. playing the piano, and while he's playing the piano, we cut to uh, the other homeless guy who's signing up to for the, the, the next flyers. round or whatever. Yeah, and... This is when we actually get an actual description of what this hunt is. And I get kind of confused right here because we did pause it at some point and finished it later. But so Van Damme visits the uh, the coroner. Yeah. yeah. And so how's the coroner involved? They basically paid the coroner to to fake the results of the autopsy. Is that what that is? Okay. So they made it look like he just burned in the, the fire. So he's in on the game as well. Which is why they end up killing him. And they're about to, like, leave shit. Well, I like this. There's a little kind of throwaway they're comment. Because like they're like a traveling circus. Basically. Yeah. I like this comment when they talk about that. And yeah. he's, like, he's like, yeah, we'll either go to, like, uh, Eastern Europe or he's like, you know, just, he's like, and he said something like there's plenty of shithole areas in the yeah. world that we can hide out and play this They basically, I was like, oh, do, it's kinda... they do their stuff in one location and then they get ready. Because they, I think after they kill the, the other guy, the other homeless guy, mm-hmm. they're like, all right, we need to, like, Pack up immediately and get out of here. Yeah, to go to the next like area yeah. or whatever. So, but yeah, I think it's a cool concept of just like this underground uh, agency or whatever you want to call it, and then they just travel around. I think it was kind of cool to see all the ins and outs of it too. Like yeah, the... it's not just like a vague business trade or whatever. No, and it and it kind of honestly makes sense. Like I I like that. What I'm saying that like why I like this so much is like it could be easily like all oh, these guys are drug dealers. And blah blah blah, caught on to one of their deals. Yeah. They and got killed. The, they and now the wrong uh, American. Yeah, <laughs> but instead, it's like this is actually like a legit story. This is a cool story. Yeah. Like they have a, an an actual organization going, and like that's kind of cool. Yeah, I and just, then um, I was gonna make a joke, man. I cut you off just to make a stupid joke. I'm so sorry. Just a joke. Oh, just sucks. a freaking yeah. joke. It was. A, it wasn't even a good joke. No, what I was gonna say was, I'll tell you the movie I want to see. They remake Hard Target. Okay. And it's all from the point of view. It all takes place about a homeless guy going through it and trying to survive. That'd be cool. You yeah. have like an early like a John Carpenter, or maybe even like or um, uh, Kurt Russell, kind of like a Running Man or like, type thing, like or maybe Kurt- like or maybe like Ice T, maybe. Why you were like looking off in the distance when you said Ice? It is kind of like a Running Man thing. Yeah, 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 I yeah guess pretty much. Yes, yeah. I guess it's a vibe I got from it. Um, but this later on in this, I guess the the corners like burning all the files, getting rid of the evidence. Yeah, which, they're basically going to tie up loose ends because yeah. they realize that. Uh, which doesn't make any sense because if they're traveling around all the time, do they have multiple corners <clears throat> that do this? Yeah, but they probably pay them off and don't have someone like JCV snooping around. Fair enough. Okay, so they go to visit the corner. The bad guys visit the corner that mm. night, and we do have a knock at the door. And so the coroner goes to it, and Emotep is holding the gun at the eye hole. And Do you guys have a fear of this 
ever happening? No. Is it? Wait, is this a thing that you have? Yeah, I got this like. And I don't look at my door. Um, a lot of I always do. Movies. That's why I always put up a fake picture of an eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good idea, people. Mm-hmm. Idiot. <laughs> so if a bullet shoots by, it just rips up that magazine picture of yeah. a. And then an you eye. can just walk away. You don't have to oh. answer the door. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, and then I just scream, like, oh! oh! <laughs> <laughs> they got me. Ow! I mean, I mean, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> they got me. <laughs> this next scene, I think, is the best scene in the movie. Uh, or at least the most memorable. Iconic, if you will. Oh. Um, this is when the other homeless man meets Poe uh, for work in like, this empty... It's a graveyard. Is it a graveyard? Oh, no, it's not a graveyard. It's a uh, pier. A pier, okay. And he's meeting him there, and this is when Lance Hen- Henderson pops up, and he goes, Hey, I'm going to give you ten grand. you're going to strap it to you, and you're going to run ten miles to get away. Which is pretty far. That is a lot. So you got ten miles to get away... And you got a five minute head start. That's nothing, man. You have no. guys on motorcycles, and he gets a five minute head start. Because what is it? The guys on motor are they like alerting the client? I don't like, know. Because, no, it's this is why I hate this. This is I was like, it's a really cool concept, but they blow it when they're just like, yeah, you got five minutes head start, and it's like this guy walk, runs around with this giant sniper rifle. Yeah. And it's like, but then none of you guys should be involved. No, let him chase him. It should be like and that's the whole point of the game. Like, well, that's the thing we were already shown in the beginning that everybody's involved. Yeah, why? Are, and they're all like kicking him and shit, and yeah. like, yeah, and like it should literally be with the motorcycle. It and, should literally be like uh, Lance Henriksen like overseeing it, but he's like in the shadows, like yeah. on a rooftop. Yeah, you know? and then you have Arnold Bossy who's supervising the client to make sure he doesn't fudge up or anything and okay. then you have the client and that should be it i feel like it'd be really cool if they did a whole thing where it's like okay they got like a grid system right and they're like okay we're gonna play the game over this 10 mile span within the city and like each part of the grid is like uh taken over by somebody like Voslu or henriksen and okay. they're like on walkies and they're like okay he's coming through let's see how yeah. you know basically just overseeing the game yeah but just these two are playing just the homeless that guy makes, that makes and the sense. client yeah. you know okay. i'm with it but it's just like, I don't know, it's just immediately they're just like kicking him to the ground. Yeah. And he's got... Because they got like, the motorcycle guys, they're doing like drive-by kicks, basically. Like, like uh, they drive by and they just kick him in the back. And then yeah, they're, like they're it trying make, to stop yeah. him. And, it's actually, it's very similar. I bet you in some form, this movie was an inspiration for Hostel. Or at least Hostel 2. Hostel 2 comes off that way where it's like all these like rich guys. Yeah, and yeah. I guess, yeah. They're like, yeah, I want to feel what it's like. To I take, was thinking of Hostel you know, 2 yeah. when we were watching this. Hostel or Hostel 2? Hostel 2. Okay. I thought Hostel 3, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so they're in the graveyard, and the homeless guy is running around, and he, he gets shot at. And the guy who paid to kill him decides, I don't want to do this anymore. He's had the second thoughts, basically. Yeah. And at this point, the homeless guy actually picks up the gun and kills the buyer. No, he doesn't, actually. He just shoots Oh, he shoots him pretty good. He, he shoots the buyer. Him. He's about to die. And then Lance Henderson, Henderson. Yeah. He's like, no joke, like, like this is why we take a payment up front. Yeah. He shoots, Which shoots him smoke, with that, smokes that, him with his... That uh, elephant pistol. Like, yeah, is that like, what it is? It's like a single shot, like, basically, you take it down an elephant with it. Okay. Really? I mean, I don't know. I don't know, guns. Did you just make that up and then say, I don't know? Yeah. Just like, that's a fact. I don't know. You guys I know believe it? It's like an elephant rifle, but it's like it's a like, solid it's like the caliber. El- the, it's like the caliber for the, the bullet is so large that it only takes one one bullet. Basically. Yeah. Like There's it. so many things in this movie that should be really goofy, but actually come off like really cool. Yeah. And it's like stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's like, why would... You know, like Lance Henderson playing just, piano oh, wait, like, that, like that. We got a really goofy scene coming but up. But like, with Lance Henderson like, playing the, the piano like that yeah. it should be really goofy, but it's not. I it's think they're like, trying to say that like he's like... Basically, that pistol he has, he's like a crack shot, basically. Yeah. He's so badass with it. He only needs one bullet, you know. Or we haven't even talked about it yet, but JCVD's mullet, man. Oh, this dude. should be laughably bad, but it's actually like at a certain it point. It like, It's kind of cool. I have always been all right with it. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's okay. I've seen, I don't I've know seen this why. movie a lot of times, and I've never once been like, that's goofy. But if you see the trailer, you're like, that looks stupid. Well, yeah, if you watch the trailer, but then in the movie, it's like, oh, it like, makes sense. It's, it's like, like Billy Ray Cyrus haircut. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So the marine, the homeless marine, gets away, and he ends up downtown New Orleans, which is Bourbon Street, I think. Is it? I think it's like the main where they have Mardi Gras and everything. Okay. And so he's running around, and he's asking everybody for help, and everybody's just completely rude to him, especially a Ted Ramsey. It's basically. Oh, go ahead. No, I say like Ted Ramsey's there too. He's like, just leave me alone. He's like a rich businessman. That's yeah. Just like, but it's basically like the uh, the what you call it, Rick Moranis scene in Ghostbusters. 
Oh yeah, let me in, similar. let me in. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Like, nobody's helping at all. <laughs> More dramatic though. <laughs> um, so all the, the the villains show up, and we get these really weird pauses, these freeze frames. They do a lot of. Is it the slow mo? Like the you know, it's like a freeze frame. Like it cuts to like the marine freeze frame. Okay, cuts to Lance freeze frame. Like yeah. it works, but it took me it took yeah. me out of the movie for a second. I, don't know, then, I like this. I know. I think it's cool. It just took I think me it's out. cool. I think there's a lot of cool like camera stuff and editing things yeah. that are going on in this movie. Yeah, um, there's a lot of the same. You, you'll see the same the visual style where it's like a lot of slow motion looking at the camera and then like walking off screen. They do a lot of that in yeah. genre movies. Yeah, they do it like several times in Face Off. They definitely do it in Mission Impossible too. Yeah, they do it a bunch of this movie. I I feel like though that like his style is so evident in this movie. Yeah. But, like, it gets lost by the time he does, like, Mission Impossible 2 somehow. No, it gets lost when he does Wind Talkers. Or so, no, Paycheck, maybe. Paycheck, yeah. Paycheck is the one where it's, Paycheck like... Paycheck was the movie where it's, like, okay, I think we've had enough of this guy. And then he basically went back to Asia. And did he really? He doesn't even do, like, action movies anymore. He does, yeah. um... He does, like, historical epics. Yeah, Red Cliff. Yeah, Red Cliff. Oh, like, part one and two, but they're, like, yeah. sword and horses. Like, those kind of war movies. Okay. But yeah, he doesn't do any of like the action. It's a bummer, dude. Like, I want to see more action movies. Bread man. and butter. Mm-hmm. So they end up taking out the homeless marine in the street, and they're like they they, they go throw pretty... everybody. Yeah, there are so many witnesses. Yeah, and Emotep goes up to the body and he grabs the money. There are so many witnesses. Yeah, like I just a feel lot like they didn't. People. They I think that's when they're trying them. to. I think that's why they're trying to get out immediately is because they just botched everything. Yeah, everybody in the world just saw this. <laughs> So on this next scene, this is actually a pretty surprising scene. So we got Poe, the guy who was handing up the, or yeah. the middleman. Mm-hmm. He tries to leave town. Randall, Randall, Randall. Yeah, that was good. Oh, that, that was a really good one. <laughs> yeah. He finally found it. <laughs> I found my voice, guys. I found it. So he Go holds a shotgun. Is it a shotgun he's got? Was it? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. pump shotgun. <laughs> he's got a shotgun to his head, and he's like, oh, did you try to leave town without saying goodbye? My mom's and sick. Yeah, and she's got the, the runs, dude. <laughs> I've got to run. <laughs> I've got to run. Um, I run for the runs. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that was stupid. You guys made all those jokes, and then Chris, I said some. Grow up. <laughs> so Emotep smiles at him, and then he pulls the trigger. I didn't think he was gonna shoot him. Oh Me yeah. Either. I was like, that's sad. He's just crying right now. I thought he was gonna be like, all right, just take off. I thought he was just teasing him. Yeah. But yeah, he shoots him in. That windshield just gets sprayed with blood. Actually, this movie was originally NC-17. For real? Yeah. And I guess uh, John Woo submitted a bunch of times to get it down to an R. Wow. So. I want to see what was taken out. Oh, the, the, the cut's out well, there somewhere. It's an it's a, it's almost a two-hour cut. Unless they cut, because when they cut back, uh, they show a shot of the front windshield. Yeah. Uh, and his head is definitely intact. Like, they didn't do any sort yeah. of makeup or anything. So I don't know if that was supposed to be the scene. Yeah. There's like, if they shot an alternate version where there's like... Intense, like, headshot, you know? Like, I'll a, see a, a, na- a naked Van Damme. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe. Zooming on my penis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to flex my penis. <laughs> Not that muscle. This muscle. <laughs> flex my when trouser snake. <laughs> when we find out the dad dies, zoom in on my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> That's so immature, dude. You guys are laughing. I know, because we're immature. Fucking dumb. Um... To this point, like like seconds later, Van Dam, the detective, and um, Witchblade all show up, and dude, it's an ambush. This is my favorite part of the movie because like you said, the Elder scene was your favorite. part. It's my favorite fight scene. In the movie. Yeah, wait, wait, what would iconic scene happened earlier that I missed? Oh, the the scene with the marine and the the other homeless, like oh, the second. Oh, I think that's a very yeah, that's a very like hard scene to watch. I feel like it's a very iconic. Okay. Anyway. So all these motorcycle dudes pull up, <laughs> and Van Damme's like, "I gotta fight all of them." And he jumps over the hood of a car, and he kicks a dude in the motorcycle helmet. And in his my shin, head, his I hear his shin shatter. Yeah. And like, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh oh no, not again! <laughs> me and Chris talked about this, and we're like, because we watch this together. Yeah. And we talked about how like. Like, do they not know how motorcycle helmets, like, work? Um, like, don't, aren't these guys, like, wearing motorcycle helmets should be, like, perfectly fine? They shouldn't be knocked out. No, I think, yeah. they're, I think they're just wearing pillows, right? It's like if you kick somebody in the cup and the person goes unconscious. Like, that's why they're wearing <laughs> yeah. a cup. Like, I mean, it would still hurt, <laughs> but... Yeah, that's a guitar. Yeah, the guitar. You're hitting nuts. I was like, there's a lot of guitar wailing in this movie. A lot of different types of music in this. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it'll yeah. have, like, an acoustic sound. 
And then it'll have like a the guitar wailing, and then like especially when they go out to the bayou later on, it's definitely like a different sound for that that area. Like, yeah, it'll have like that um, our previous martial arts movie, like Passenger Fifty Seven, where it have that like. Well, that's, that actually fits for this movie. Really New Orleans. Yeah. I realized that as I said. Not much, there's not much uh, sax in this movie. Yeah, it could be sax. Matt, no, Matt really likes not. lots of sax in his movies. Yeah. I wonder if they took out the sax so they can get an R rating. Oh! <laughs> Dude, nice. Dude. <laughs> um, so the detective gets shot. And Van Damme's like, we have to leave him. And he's like, don't worry, she'll be fine. And I only picture Peter Lorre. As the main character with the yeah. hair and everything, I hope so. So <laughs> why are you being weird? <laughs> so Witchblade and Van Damme get on the motorcycle and they take off, leaving the detective. Um, I put note: <laughs> make sure to bring up Jean Claude Van Damme's stunt double. Oh yeah, oh, dude, I wrote man. down the note. Did you? I said uh, this guy looks like Joe Trulio from What Hot American Summer when he's chasing Ken Marina down the motorcycle. <laughs> I know exactly. They cut down the part; about, yeah. it's like an obvious stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. This is a really cool scene. It's goofy as hell. Oh, it's super goofy. So he pops a wheelie so the girl falls off the bike. And there's a gas leak from the tank in the motorcycle. So he rides the motorcycle at this truck that's coming after him. He stands on the motorcycle and he jumps off the motorcycle. He's surfing on it, right? Yeah, pretty much. He jumps off the motorcycle the exact same time that the truck hits it and explodes and Van Damme's okay. And as soon as he lands, he goes, yeah. Does he really? Yeah, yeah dude. He, he totally does. does. Because he's like, I didn't think any of that was going to work he, out. He like does like that. the thing where he go, he faces the camera like in Home Alone and does like, yes! He <laughs> was runs off. Basically, he does that. <laughs> All right! <laughs> that was my Louis Anderson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. So he get, he takes off, and then this is when Lance Henderson's like, all right, I guess there's going to be one more hunt after all. And so oh, Lance wow. puts together this. They could, they could easily take off from here. Yeah, and like they're in the clear. Yeah. yeah. But Lance gets a crew of all these professional men, and he goes, I will, he's like, I will give anyone $750 million if oh, they. Oh, you I had it, dude. It. I was like, I was really blown away by that Lance Henriksen impression. I'll give him. I'll give anyone $750 million. No, no. $50,000? I'll give, I'll give any, $7.50. <laughs> I'll give, give anybody 750 give pet quarters. $750,000. Doll hairs. Doll hairs. You didn't listen. I said doll hairs. <laughs> yeah, you guys didn't listen. <laughs> I'm working for him now. $100 a day. <laughs> what the fuck? What's um, going on? I was like trying to follow on it. Like, it's a plot twist. I feel like you went into like a deep hole, dude. <laughs> you know, like, dude, once he brought Junk Club Van Dim into the mix, he's just working with his company now. Like, yeah, just... At that point, the podcast didn't exist. We didn't exist in uh, the room. I was like, in my own world. Yeah, Chris <laughs> is in his own world. Like, $100 a day, day, day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Lance is like, I'll give you $750,000 to whoever finds him and kills him. And. This is cool, but I feel like it's a little bit of a letdown. So sh- I feel like there should be a lot more memorable one-on-ones when Dan yeah. Dan runs Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like uh, Running Man. Yeah, I like Running Man. Maybe yeah. that's why they're not doing it, though. Maybe it's because it's going to be too much like Running Man if they do these things. I think it's possible. But we oh, do you come up... Oh, go ahead. Oh, say, so you got the like, people on the motorcycles and stuff? Yeah. So those are like the regular like employees or henchmen? They're interns, actually. Oh, the interns. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Unpaid. Okay. Unpaid internship. Yeah. Okay. That makes <laughs> sense. High school, uh, but the other guys that are like the old, the old dudes, are those all high paying, high sorry, high paying clients, or are they other henchmen? No one knows. No, no, the guys that they bring in, are they? Do they pay them to hunt down Jean Claude Van Damme, or is, are they paying him? Lance says so he'll pay them. Down. Yeah. So now it's like, yeah. oh, okay. okay, now this is like a desperate move where they have to get this guy. Exactly. Yeah. So come coming up is the worst scene in the movie. Because we have Van Damme and Witchblade in the woods. Get out of town. And he's like, awesome. it's so dumb. This he's is like, what, dude, this was, this John Woo's awesome. like, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to take a lunch break. You guys just do whatever. Yeah, Matt, Matt tell me. Yeah, Matt, All right, lunch break, John claude you're in charge. That made a <laughs> joke. Like, you guys John, direct whatever. Right? John Woo's brother was there that day. He's like, you can take over for a day, right? He's like, yeah, I got it. It's Lon Woo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we get, uh, so dumb. So Van Damme gets close up to Witchblade and he's like, close your eyes. Do you trust me? Close, just close your eyes. And she closes her eyes and she thinks she's going to get kissed, I think. Yeah. And it's he, happening. he reaches behind, he grabs a snake and he like 
smacks the snake with his hand, like, you know, like, little tap. Bad snake. Yeah. And <laughs> then he bites it. No, he punches the shit out of it. He punches it. And, and then gets he out. bites He the... bites the tail so the rattler's off. So yeah. nobody can hear it. And then his whole plan is, I'm going to set a trap for the next guy that walks through here. So he puts the snake up in a tree. Yeah. And sets, like, this, like, string rope. It's a vine. It's like a vine. A vine, yeah. And when the guy trips over it, the snake's like, and the snake, like, lands on his face. Yeah. I just feel like it's a re- it's really goofy. It's really goofy because it's just, like, I, I just feel like it's, like, okay, you planned this out. What are the odds of this snake that you kept alive attacking possibly one of the henchmen? Well, he knows that there's, like, several thousand of them ch- chasing, so he knows that at least one of them is going to trip this trap. I think it's goofy. I think it's stupid, think it's... but it's just like it all this happens though, him between him punching uh the snake. Yeah. Uh which is like, man, it's gotta be like a masturbation joke in its own, you know what I mean? Punching just, that, yeah. Just the way he has he's like gripping it and he like smacks it and like it like goes. Harder! Harder! Like, Alright. But then like to have then then for it to attack somebody and it all happens within like two minutes. Yeah. And you're like, what? Like, yeah, it's, it's just it's weird. It's a very out of place scene. I it's feel very like. out of place. But I think it's perfect the way it is. Oh, it does, doesn't need to be altered whatsoever. Hanzo's iconic scene right there. It right actually there. is kind of. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I just remember the scene. So we meet Uncle Duvet, played Duvet. by William Bradley. No, William. What? Who's William Bradley? I don't know who that is. There is no William Bradley. What's his name? Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. Same guy. Wow. Ah, William Bradley, you're here. It's Wilford Brimley. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to sound like the monster from, uh, or when Chet turns into that big thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um... So I feel like the whole Uncle Duvet thing could be taken out of this movie completely. I like it. Yeah. I think it's perfect. I don't feel... I don't know. He's, he's kind of like random. He is. He they're is. basically just showing... They're, it's a, just a backstory explanation of why Jean-Claude is living here. Yeah. Because he lived with... He got taken in by Wolford, Wolford Brivley and it explains how he's so badass, badass with hunting and like guns and all that kind of stuff. Kudos for Wolford Brivley to throw on a Cajun accent. I know, right? I you know he kind of seems like the kind of person who's like you get him on set and he's like I'm not doing an accent yeah like, uh. was it a Cajun accent yeah, yeah. okay yeah it was basically the bay, the Bayou born on a Bayou the song they play like no it's in the beginning too oh yeah it's also in the end yeah it's the bookends of this movie yeah uh, so we well, meet Uncle paid all that money for that song like, yeah. I can use it twice <laughs> <laughs> I so remember okay before we watch this. Uh, I've always remembered Hard Target. I've never seen it before we watched it. Oh, I've seen always, it so many times. I've only remembered it from the trailer that showed at the beginning of the VHS copy of Army of Darkness. Yeah. Was it like two arrows? Like, hard no, it was, no, it, it was, was the end scene. The first clip of the trailer was the end scene of them walking into like abandoned amusement park. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, it was like... Uh, Born on the Bayou was playing. Okay. So we watched the trailer last night. Yeah, they're paying it for the trailer, too. They're going to get their money's worth. So I was able to quote the movie based off the trailer. How many okay. times I watched Army of Darkness. Nice. <laughs> so when they uh, meet Uncle Duvet, he ends up getting a shotgun and a horse from him. And so Van Damme takes off. And then with this whole without, scene... Well, he tells the girl, he's like, you go with Uncle Duvet. Without you, I'm hunting them. It's really hard to say duvet without having the accent in it. Duvet. Duvet. I mean, that's probably why they created that name, right? Uncle yes. Uncle Duvy. Duvy Hauser. Uncle Duvy. Duvy Hauser, MD. You go with Uncle Duvy. <laughs> go with Uncle Duvy. The Duvy brothers? The, nice. Nice. Um, so Van Damme takes off, and they have this whole scene where the bad guys show up, and Uncle shoots an arrow at some, like, moonshine or something. He basically just botches his entire illegal moonshine and TNT business that he has in his backyard. Yeah, he's basically your, your Willie Nelson from uh, Dukes of Hazzard. Oh, you know what this is, man? This is like if you, if I went to you for help, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I got these guys after me. I was like, will you take care of Chris? Yeah, and you're like, yeah, yeah, sure. And I go off on, I steal your horse, okay. and I go off on horse. And I go to your house. Then I show up at your house. Stop, stop, stop. You're messing no? up. Hold okay. on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. And it's like, I asked for your help, right? Yeah. And you're watching Chris. And you set all this, like, TNT around your house. And you blow up your entire record collection 
when all these dudes show up. Like, this guy just blew up his entire home and his life. He's probably been spending years operating this business. Yeah. So what's important in your life or your business? But what did he, did he, he didn't get rid of anybody, I don't think. No, he killed a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, does he kill a lot yeah, of people? Yeah, and then people. there's a great scene of him on the horse with the fire in the background. Dude, <laughs> it's a pretty intense scene. There's a, there's a gif that I actually used today. Uh, I sent it to. <laughs> I sent it to. It's a Wilford Brimley like, like yawing as there's an explosion behind him. Dude, okay. Speaking of which, last night we watched. this I was movie, just gonna bring this up. Well, and right after we got done watching it, we watched the movie with Zach Galifianakis, Masterminds. Okay. Just came out about two years ago. Yeah. And in the movie, they watched the clip of <laughs> Hard Target where he's uh, he's standing on a motorcycle and he's shooting at the oh, truck. Yeah. <laughs> and me and Chris lost our shit. We're like, yeah, oh, what are the, the, like, odds? the odds? of yeah, We spent like 20 minutes trying to find a movie and that's what he picked. And I would say, what are the odds? Because I've also been watching Ash vs. Evil Dead, Sam Raimi. And he oh, yeah. A, a lot of connections. Yeah, yeah, I did not know he produced this either. I didn't know either. It's weird. That's so weird. Um, <laughs> so the helicopter shoots Van Damme on the horse. He ends up shooting him off. And then he, they pretty much chase him to this abandoned amusement park factory kind of thing. Uh, it's like he, storage it's the, for uh, Mardi Gras. He calls it the Mardi Gras graveyard. Oh, oh, okay, that's fair. Um, we get some more doves. Which is uh, a really cool setting, right? I was like, oh yeah. When I saw it from a distance, and I was like, man, it's a factory. I was like, Ugh. I was like, here we go. But yeah, the it's weird that they have. That definitely makes it cooler. It's weird yeah. that they have a graveyard for these floats and pinatas and whatever you want to call yeah. them, like mascots and stuff. Yeah, it's cool though. It's like what yeah, a cool it's a, place. This, to... The action set pieces, like it's just in this abandoned area. Cool we, set pieces. We get an awesome, awesome scene where Van Damme kicks a gas tank oh, at a guy's face, bad, shoots ass. it and explodes. Yeah. Um, you know, at this point, I I commented. Matt goes. There are so many guys left for him to take out. There are a lot of people. And I was like, let's do it, man. This he says he's like, there's 20 of us. Damn. There's, like, like, there's yeah. 20 of us and one of him. The odds are against him. Let's go get him. There's yeah. like 20 minutes left in this movie, and you know it's just going to be like balls to the wall. I think this is one of my favorite action sequences of all time. It's really? kind of goofy. Oh, it's so, I mean, it's Well, no, I was going to say, when Van Damme comes down like the giant swan. Yeah. I mean, if you watch uh, Face Off... Uh, there's an equivalent scene of that in the airport where they catch Nicolas Cage. Okay. Where John Travolta is hanging on like a chain that's just hanging in the airport. Oh yeah, and I he's just of. he's just hanging, he's just shooting like a bunch. I kind of remember. It's like the same exact. Is you it, take uh, a lot of scenes from all of John Woo's and movies, and similar. there's like mirror images yeah. of them in the other. I always movies. wonder if gunfights are fun to shoot in movies. I never heard oh, an actor probably. say that. Yeah, I'd say probably. Like yeah. they're probably really stressful. But I mean, I imagine being real stressful with this right here, like. Would it be like that feeling? I always wondered, like, would it be like that feeling when you were a kid and you used to play like guns with your with your friends yeah. and like? Well, I think with John, Wee like, would that you know what I mean? Just I say with John Wee specifically because there's no uh, like realism to it. They can do as goofy as they want, and yeah. it still comes off as like awesome because it's just like balls of the wall action movie. Yeah, you know, yeah. Everything's blown up. Uh, as Van Damme's coming down from the Swan, he's like shooting everything, and then we get this awesome stunt by Lance Henriksen. Where his coat catches on fire. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. And he leaves it on for, like, a second. And then he... Like, Dude. He doesn't, like... He's just absorbing it. He's absorbing it. Yeah. <gasps> so, oh. what I read about this scene... This is the cool trivia from this. Okay. And I, I think Matt's going to say it's fake. But Real fire? Apparently, it caught on fire by accident. And Lance went with it. Whoa. And they rolled the cameras and they kept it in the movie. Uh, Dude, we saw Lance Henriksen at Horround, I think. Did you year? ask him? I will next time I see him. So You know, I don't know. The camera moves around. Like it has the I camera. Don't know, has man. That reaction that he has is pretty awesome. Yeah. It's real I mean, yeah, I feel Whoa. I feel like he was in character. I, I can I believe Fuck. it. I think it's the coolest the coolest scene. Damn it, was he he was at Horrorhound just now too. No, not, not this year. He was there in um maybe September. Dude, okay. What if he's at a whorehound, I will pay 30 bucks to get his autograph. Oh, I for it, sure will. And I will ask him this question. Oh, I'll ask the panel. That, that'll be my... No, I, I, I think you're going to ask your spaghetti question. Oh, okay. So I've always wanted to ask... <laughs> we've already mentioned Yeah, we podcast. brought this up yeah. in the podcast. Never mind. Um, so I did write my notes. Trying to break down this next 10 minutes is a complete mess. That's fine. It's, I got you. Here, I got it. Oh, yeah. I remember that part. Oh, kick you. Then, really, yeah, there we go. That okay. was a good wrap-up. So we get down to the final showdown between 
Mummy. Van Cleef is his name in this movie, by the way. That's his character's name? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard that in the movie. He, they, Dude, mentioned, this, they mentioned a couple times. Do they? Mm-hmm. This is sweet, because we get, like, our... All right, we've already seen Doves. Got it. But we got our... This is where uh, Van Damme can't take anymore. picks up two pistols. He's like, all right. Oh, it's yeah, the dual pistols where they always do it. Yeah. You know? He's got... And then and then they go back-to-back back for a shot. They and do they that. talk to each other while they load up. They do it in face-off. Yeah. It's the mirror image of Castle Troy and... Or no, is it Caster Troy and what's his other name? Oh man, uh, I am Caster Troy. Yeah, I am. Yeah, he just says I can remember Caster Troy, but I can't remember the other William guy. William Bradley. John, Tra- no, it's <laughs> Wolford, dude. It's, it's <laughs> so, uh, Budro, Budro, Emotep and Van Dam have this whole fight, and it's really cool because he totally takes out the mummy with. These two guns. Oh, and... well, meanwhile, because this is, like, where some awesome martial arts comes in, I think this is what I like most about this movie, is that he's mixing martial arts yeah. with gunplay. Yes. Because yes. in this part, yeah. there's people throwing all kinds of grenades from all kinds of directions. He's, like, dodging them. Yeah. And there's people coming from around the corner, and he just, like, kicks them in the face. And then as they're, like, going backwards to the wall, he just starts unloading with pistols and, like... It is pretty good. He's got, cool. he's got some of the best kicks, man. His Dude, kicks are yeah. really He good. does his patent uh, windmill kick, which is where he jumps up in the air. Yeah. It's like a side kick, but he's in the air while he's doing that. He does it to Sven Oli Thorson. He like kicks him and then does the same thing where he shoots him a bunch of times. And he's like, sorry for ruining your shirt. Is that what he says? Yeah, he does. Nice. It's awesome, though, because like, his kicks look like they hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're awesome. Legit. I think he's like a legit martial artist. Yeah. Martial artist. I'm so glad that's catching on. Oh, yeah. I'm um, doing it. I'm saying as many times as I can. I can tell. <laughs> um, so, at this point, Van Damme takes off his shirt, and he looks just like Nicolas Cage from Con Air. He does. He looks almost exactly like yeah. him. It's very similar. Put well, the I, bunny I, down. I was just about to quote <laughs> it. I was trying to think of the line. Sorry. I thought I told you to put the bunny down. Why did you just put the bunny down? I thought I told you to put the bunny down. <laughs> Uh, they have so now it's down to two bad guys. Van Dam shoots Lance in the stomach, and then Lance takes the girl's hostage, or the girl hostage, and he's hurt enough that he has her. Was well, actually a cool line where he's like, basically he has a gun to Lance yeah. while she's while he's holding Witchblade. Yeah, and he's like, he won't he won't risk shooting you. He brought the wrong tool for the job. That's awesome. I was like, that's kind of cool. It was. Yeah, yeah he's was calling like, his, He's basically calling him out like, he's not going to do shit. Like, yeah. I think it's kind of cool. It was cool to sit there and like for a moment in all this crazy gun mechanics. And he's like, to sit load, there. load me. Just to be like, you know, like this is not the right gun. It's going to spray. It's going to hit both yeah. of us. It's awesome. It was like kind oh, of a okay. realistic thing. Very Wait, realistic. Lance's gun going to... Oh, he, well, he oh, has, man, I think he has the shotgun, right? Okay. He's yeah, like, he so, brought the wrong tool for the job. Okay. And then he tells Nancy Butler to load me. Yeah, so she ends up throwing it's like it's like your action, you know. Yeah, exactly. What a rush! Yeah, nice. What was that from? Stargate. Oh, cool. What was that from? Stuart? Yeah. I don't know. What a rush! What a rush! Oh, what a rush! Uh, so Van Damme puts his gun down, and while she's loading Lance's gun... This is badass. Van Damme goes in slow motion, he runs, and he oh! kicks him. And he jumps over, like, these flaming barrels. And there's more doves, right? Is there? Is there a yep. right there? And Van Damme kicks Lance Henderson, like, ten times. He kicks him in this first part where he uh, misses the shot. Yeah. JCVD kicks him in the neck, and then blood just gushes out of yeah. his mouth. And then I, he kicks the barrel, and then was he get catch on fire or I don't know JCVD. I don't think that's in the movie. Okay, um, <laughs> but I did write in my notes JCVD fights like he has no use for his arms because he only I don't, uses leg kicks. Yeah, he's just yeah. I feel like it's it. It's just yeah. he's just a, he's a leg boy. Well, he's got um, he's too busy holding guns, man. He's all legs, man. He's all legs. So Van Damme puts a grenade inside Lance's pants, and he's like, "Hunting season's over," Ooh. and he has like a flashback of all the people who have died in the movie. Yeah, kind of. Doesn't he picture Uncle Duvet, but he doesn't die? Does he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him riding around the horse <laughs> with the explosion. Yeah! <laughs> this is for Uncle Duvet. Dude, Dude, I, I would feel so jacked 
If I was riding on horseback and an explosion blew up behind me, like I think Wilford Brimley actually did that stunt. And and he did, oh, pretty, it's him. Yeah. It's him for sure. Yeah. Totally. But like, how jacked would you feel? I mean, like that's so intense. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's why I love that scene so much. As goofy as it is, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. He's fucking riding away on a horseback. It is. Like, there's no way he got off that horse and he's like, "This movie's boring." No, he yeah. was like, he probably thought it was dumb filming that movie up until that point, and was like, "Okay, I changed my mind. This movie's awesome." Yeah. Totally worth it. So uh, Van Damme puts a grenade in his pants, says his line after the flashback, and he kicks Lance into like all these boxes, and Lance pulls out the grenade, pulls up the fuse, and he's like, he's like, <laughs> gets a little cocky, and then you see like a fuse connect, and he's like, whoops, yeah. and he literally does it, he says, oh, he's yeah, like, he's and like, like whoops, <laughs> and then he explodes, and man, you want to talk about the most, what is it, like a cutoff ending I've ever seen in my yeah, life? It's like, yeah, it's like the abrupt ending dude lance dies brimley makes a joke about his flask he's they like walk away looks like i won't be able to dance anymore yeah and then Actually, I think he's out of bayou. yeah and then yeah. That, that's it it's the weirdest like they do it in abrupt the, ending they do it in passenger 57 don't they where it's like it's very going, similar going yeah. home with my new girlfriend they do but i feel like it's like a little bit of closure yeah i feel like they just like he like yeah, there's no like, there's no sort of closure. Like, there's no closure. It's like, wait, thanks, oh, thanks, um, thanks, Duvet for helping me. Yeah, the movie's over. That guy's dead. Moonshine is gone. You know, like what happened to the cop? I want to know what happened to the cop. Oh, the cop is super dead. Is she? Yeah, she got killed. I thought she was like. You didn't see her like dying, twitching. Like, I don't think she's dead. I think they just leave her for like the cops to come get her. No, she's super dead. I don't think she's dead. Yeah, she's super dead. Really? Yeah, she dead. got hit by a shotgun. She got shot like multiple times. She got shot a lot. Yeah, she got shot a lot of times. She dies to put the coat, the coat over her. Yeah, to keep her, her warm because she's gonna live. No, they put it over her face because she's dead. Oh no, that's no. It's because the sun was really hitting hard that day. She they put it over the her face. On. Yeah, they put. The, yeah, duh. <laughs> I, I'm voting that she's still alive. She's still alive. No, she, she's super um, dead. She might be in hard target too. I doubt it because she died. Oh, there was a hard target too. There was with Scott Atkins. Don't know who that is. He's a martial artist. Martial artist. Yeah. So there is a hard target too, which I don't think we'll be doing in this podcast. No, but, definitely uh, not. Would you guys think a hard target? Uh, this was I've never seen this, and I was pleasantly surprised that I really enjoyed this movie. I think nice. it was good. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it has any rewatch value on oh. my end. I think it does. I think I yes. honestly this one night when we all have like we're all hanging out like ten yeah. years in the future because then we can start doing our Peter Lorre impressions. We can That's do true. Our... It does have that rewatch value in it. Uh, this movie I watched as a kid. I may have seen this in theaters. I can't remember. Really? I definitely watched a lot on VHS. I am happy that I own it now because I will continue to rewatch it for the years to come. Yeah, I think it was good. I, I mean, it, it, it's one of those like Sunday afternoon. I just think it, I just think some of the action sequences are really good. Oh, for They're sure, really well shot. Yeah. Just been fun. It's a fun movie. This is definitely one of the. This blows Bloodsport out yeah. of the uh, the water. Yeah. Um. No, I think I like Bloodsport's fight scenes really? better. Really? Really? Yeah. I, I think Bloodsport fan. I like the, I like more of the hand to hand. Like the gun stuff is cool, but I like more of the hand to hand. Out of out of the Van Damme movies I've seen so far, if I had to rank them, I'd say Time Cop. Wow. Hard Target. Okay. Street Fighter. Oh, Street Fighter's lowest. And then Bloodsport. That's how I'd rank them. Bloodsport's probably highest. Really? Yeah. Hard Target. Kickboxer. Uh, Double Impact. Oh, Expendables 2's in there. Nah, it's like... That's like I like Expendables You know the other one I, I, I kind of wanted to watch for this podcast? I hadn't seen forever. And I remember it was good, but it might not be anymore with Sudden Death. Um, It's like Die Hard, but in a... Uh, hockey. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. A, but it, we watched the trailer the powers, for it. Powers and Booth is the main bad guy, I think. Yeah. I mean, it looked... I remember really liking that. I remember there's a girl that ends up killing the person that's in the the penguin's mascot suit. Yeah. And she ends up wearing it, and then John claude Van Damme ends up fighting her, and she's in the suit while he's fighting her. We watched it. was on the trailer. Okay. Yeah, right? And he, like, murks her. Oh, she gets murked really, really bad. Yeah, movie. I can't remember how she dies, she though. She like... is, like, it's, like, in the kitchen, and I think it's, like, one of those meat grinders or whatever, but, like, she, her neck gets caught, and it's, like, really graphic. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it's, like, John claude fighting her, and it's, like... Yeah, that's, uh, that's... Well, yeah, he's doing all kinds of kicks and stuff, and she's wearing the suit and everything, like, the bulky penguin suit <laughs> just like, dude in the trailer the mascot was taking van damme and sliding him across the counter into all these plates of that's food. i think that's her yeah it is yeah and it was it was goofy looking yeah um we have talked about we here on cinema Cole make a lot of promises we don't follow through with 
Uh, for example, Time Cop that well, we were supposed to talk about today, but how about we did? <clears> oh, how yeah. about I picked that as my next pick since I kind of steered you away from doing that, and then you pick your own movie for the next pick. You all right with that? So you're saying I'll, oh. I'll pick Time Cop as my pick. Oh, okay, so we're gonna so give. I'll, give, I'll so, give you like a little two two movie pick. Okay, so Van Damme's coming back here in just a second. Then? Sure. Okay. Cool. Why not? Okay. Well, we talked about... I, I do want to do more Van Damme movies. I want to see the one where he plays a twin. That's Double Impact. We didn't watch the trailer for that. And conveniently enough, because I think we might be doing a Jackie Chan movie, right? Oh, spoiler oh, yeah. alert! But there's a Jackie Chan movie called Twin Dragons, which is the same concept. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Okay. yeah it's, that's a cool movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, on that note, Matt, you're going to finish off martial arts. What do you got for us? We are watching Rumble in the Bronx. Starring? Jackie Chan. Which I have not seen... I saw this in theaters. 15 years, maybe. Yeah. So I, I was in theaters because my dad told me about Jackie Chan, and it was his American debut, Yeah, I believe. And he told me that he did all of his stunts, and I was like, who does their own stunts movies? Yeah. And it's like, to this day, I still watch Jackie Chan fight clips because they're... He's basically like the Charlie Charlie Chaplin of action stars. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. But yeah, you're 100% right. Where it's That's like kind really of like good... goofy using environments and yeah. just kind of slapstick comedy. I think but it's yeah. a very good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Jack so. Chan, Rumble the Bronx. All right. So join us next time as we watch Rumble in the Bronx. Uh, please rate and review us on any social media platforms. Uh, any requests, let us know and we'll do them. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And we'll see you next time.